A Night on the Sea Beach Express It is the eve of what looks to be the hottest day of the year in New York City. Today was pretty rough. Tomorrow will be worse. We're talking triple digits. Triple digits in Fahrenheit, that is. Triple digits in Celsius would be trouble, and triple digits in Kelvins kind of goes without saying. It's a little after 10 o'clock at night, and despite the sun having been down for hours now, it is still brutally hot out. The concrete jungle does not part easily with its absorbed heat. If the city is going to sweat its proverbial balls off, so too are its citizens, both proverbially and possibly literally. I, however, am pretty comfortable. You see, I'm on the subway, and I will be for some time. A few minutes ago, we arrived at my stop, the doors opened, and everyone got off the train except for me. Well, me and the homeless guy at the far end of this car. He's catching up on his beauty sleep. Faced with the prospect of walking home in the heat and sitting in my apartment with its sad little air conditioner precariously perched in the windowsill, I decided to stay on the train, just to see where it would go. Well, I knew where it would go. It's well documented. It's going to Coney Island. There are maps. I have decided to ride the train to the end of the line and back. It's 45 stops. 90 stops round trip. By the end of the night, I will have seen all of these stops at least twice, many of them thrice. It will be an adventure. Train car 9030 will be my home for the next few hours. It's an R160B model, if you were wondering. I know you were, you trainophile. With their LED station readouts, flat panel displays, air suspension, and sleepy homeless people, the R160 series is the flagship of the MTA fleet. I roll in style. Someone else's child has fallen asleep on my shoulder. While this is adorable, I'm trying to write. We've just left Times Square. A bunch of tourists just got off, and a bunch more just got on. It's interesting to watch the demographics of this car change as we travel. As the night wears on, people change. The tourists, the club kids, the D-bags, the families with their broods. There are fewer strollers now than there were 20 minutes ago. There are more drunks. A few stops later, a violin-slash-guitar duo enters the car. They perform a duet of Dust in the Wind. They're pretty decent. More importantly, they drown out a rowdy bunch of Chinese dudes at the other end of the car. I give the duo a dollar. This is the first time I've given any New York subway performer any money. I roll deep. A little before midnight, we pull into Coney Island. I have some time before the train turns around and leaves the station, so I leave the car to get some fresh air. Some gross, muggy, humid fresh air. The Coney Island station is kind of awesome. It's very Euro. It has a large curved roof, it's open-ended on both sides, and there are a bunch of shops downstairs at ground level. It's easily the largest and awesomest train station in New York. You know, if you're into that sort of thing. You train pervs. I walk out of the station and down onto Surf Avenue, Coney Island's main drag. Rumors of Coney Island's death have been greatly exaggerated. Sure, its heyday as a year-round amusement park for all of New York are over, but Coney Island is most definitely alive. I haven't been here in years, but even now, nearing midnight on a Thursday on one of the hottest days of the year, the place is buzzing. Roller coasters are coasting, hot dogs are being consumed, girlfriends are being rewarded with unlicensed stuffed animals that have been won by their boyfriends in carnival games, and questionable parenting is taking place all around me. It's a beautiful thing. 
Get the fuck over here, you little brat. I should get back to the train. I swipe my metro card through the turnstile and get back on the train. The ride back home is a quieter one. It's about 12.30 now. As we depart Coney Island, I am the only one in my car in a train car made for 200 people. As we leave Brooklyn for Manhattan, I catch a glimpse of the mass transiscope in the tunnel approaching the Manhattan Bridge. It's a zoetrope, like an old-school flipbook, only instead of you being the one flipping the pages, you are the one being flipped as you ride past its 228 hand-painted frames straight out of the 1970s. Briefly, the train goes above ground as we travel over the Manhattan Bridge, the bridge undulating ever so slightly as we go. Downtown Manhattan is lit up. The Woolworth Building shines proudly. The Verizon Building shines its Verizon logo obnoxiously. Beekman Tower continues being ugly. The Brooklyn Bridge looks back at the Manhattan Bridge, happy it no longer has to carry the burden of subway cars. As we pull back into Times Square, I find out that the same tracks I rode on that were fully functional two and a half hours ago no longer are, apparently. I must finally bid train car 9030 adieu and find my way to another train to continue my way home. Two transfers and an hour later I arrive at my stop. This time I get out. As I exit the train and walk home in the no longer brutal but still pretty gross heat, I consider maybe doing this again tomorrow night on a different train line to beat the heat. As I approach my front steps, I pull out my metro card, deliriously thinking I'll need to swipe it to enter my own apartment. At that moment, I decide maybe I should lay off the trains for a while. <laughs>